Heads up. In this episode, John and Sebastian gush about head trauma, rapidly aging children, and Sylvester Stallone's ass as we go for it. And here's why it's great. Welcome to Here's Why It's Great, the show where two guys in their 30s talk about what they love and why they love it. I'm John Bring. And I'm Sebastian Kolecik. And welcome to our inaugural episode, episode one. Yes, the very first, exciting. The first step of what will hopefully be a very long journey. Yes, and for this first episode, I decided to do something that I absolutely love, but that a lot of people poop on, and that is Rocky Five. Oh, Rocky Five. When I said Rocky... Probably a bunch of people were trying to figure out which in the series I was going to say. In that in that millisecond between yeah. saying Rocky and saying five, you think yeah. people were like, oh God, what is it? I is think, he going to say Rocky four? I think time stopped and they were like, oh my gosh, he's going to say Rocky three. He's going to say Rocky three. Oh, man. And they called their friend and or, they were like, the friend was like, no, it's Rocky four. Or what if somebody like paused it in that millisecond and was like, he's going to talk crap about Rocky. The first Rocky, the Academy Award winning Rocky. And, Maybe. But and then, then they, they press then play they again. fundamentally misunderstood the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, because yeah. Because I will not be talking crap. I will be extolling the virtues oh, of Rocky of Five. Five V for virtue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, Rocky Five. So definitely the beleaguered entry into this uh, hallowed series. So what, so what do you know about Rocky Five? What are your feelings on Rocky Five? Well, okay. First of all, I consider Rocky Five. I know that we've had Rocky Balboa, we've had Creed, and now we're about to have Creed Two very soon. Right. I believe Rocky Five is like the true ending of the series. Right. Because this is what, the last one where we had Young in his prime Stallone. Right. Because I believe that, much like a lot of actors who have these long careers, it's like they look very different in their later films. Uh, they just have a different presence. The older Stallone, who's crazy buff and... His face got really wider, um, and he's obviously in amazing shape, so I'm not going to take that away from him, but he just feels like a slightly different guy. He never sure. feels entirely like Rocky. He, he feels like somebody who's playing Rocky instead of inhabiting the role. So uh, interesting. I sort of feel like part five is the true ending of the series, right. and that Rocky Balboa, picking up however many years later is, you know, jumping back into, like, almost a new series. So, I know there's that. I know I've only seen it maybe twice. Okay. Uh, because it is, you know... The, too awesome to see. <laughs> the, not, the not best one of the series. Um, I am a big fan of Rocky 1 and 2. Okay. I, I, I mean, I love the 3 and 4, but they are cartoons, and they are just a different kind of vibe to that. I always tend to gravitate towards the... More, uh, you know, low-key, uh, sure. not the god of mischief, uh, but, sure. but you know, more gritty urban realism, you could say. Sure. Uh, so the first two appealed to me for that reason, and when we get into the, the craziness of three and four, although highly entertaining, and I love the score for part four, Vince did, DiCola. Did you watch these movies when you were young? No, I did okay. not. Because I, I think that plays a huge role. I, I also love Rocky and Rocky Two as films, if you will. And three and four for the entertainment value. But I grew up on these movies and watched them nonstop. And I will say when I was a kid, I definitely, because probably for the reasons that you said, is them being more cartoonish, Rocky three and four, like Rocky four, I watched a million times when I was young. And I because they were more exciting movies. Like Rocky and Rocky two, I think are great 
actually great character pieces, and I think Stallone did an awesome job. I think they still hold up, particularly Rocky, um, which I watched just the other day. But I think as an adult looking back, it's like, oh, those I can see what they were doing, and oh, this is an interesting uh, look at this character that you know and is aspiring to to be this champion, and just him going the distance is enough, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I think as a kid. And we have a shared love for 80s movies and 90s movies that that did these, you know, that were action-packed. Rocky Three is the first time Stallone was, like, ripped to shreds. Yeah. Rocky Four, uh, and he fights Mr. T. I mean, he fights Mr. T in Rocky Three. Uh, let's not forget that he fights... Uh, Thunderlips. Thunderlips. <laughs> uh, the, the great Hulk Hogan, who makes... Who I always imagined when I was a kid that Rocky, or not Rocky, but Stallone was a big dude. But Hulk Hogan oh makes gosh. him look... Like absolutely diminutive. He look he looks tiny compared to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And even at that point, that's when Rocky transformed from just a dude off the street to a superhero. But and, yeah, and still, as you, yeah, as you were saying, yeah. So and I mean, which was also that's where things start getting ridiculous. He picks up Hulk Hogan and throws him. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he does become a superhero at that point, and his body completely changed from Rocky two to Rocky three. He started to get more into Rambo mode. Good um, on him. What's his secret? HGH. And then yeah. in Rocky Four, you know, with, with Carl Weathers with Apollo Creed and and just the uh, James Brown shows up. Like, there's mm-hmm. just so much. It's so much. It is just over <laughs> the top. And I That's don't mean Stallone, another right? Stallone. <laughs> wonderful ah, Stallone. We got. We actually have to do that one eventually yeah. as well. I'm yeah. a I'm a huge over the top. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. You're, um, you're the one, huh? Look, man. He turns his hat around, and it's like a switch. Right. Uh, we'll that he goes the, into arm wrestling. Save mode. it for the podcast. Right. But yeah, so anyway, Rocky three and four, yes, very different from Rocky one and two. And Rocky five, also same. But I think if you experience those movies as a kid, so there is obviously a nostalgia factor for me, but if you experience those movies as a kid and you are like, oh yeah, I can stand up for myself or I can go the distance or I can do, you know, I can be like this or. Just turning on that soundtrack and just punching a bag for a while. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, th- I do think that it makes a lot of sense that you, particularly that you love Rocky and Rocky Two so much because you are approaching them from a, a grown a, a man's more, Well, I'm approaching them from a grown man's perspective today, certainly, but I uh, grew up, you know, Rocky just didn't, wasn't one of those movies that my family enjoyed. I mean, we were, we were definitely a Schwarzenegger household. Like, we, I grew up watching The Predator and The Terminator and Running Man and all those, and Commando, my, my God, that played on constant loop in my house. Those were my films, so my dad was just not into Stallone. He was all about Schwarzenegger and, for whatever reason, Steven Seagal. Sure. Uh, I was just a Schwarzenegger kid, and I was very much like, almost like the you know the Beatles or Elvis. It was like Schwarzenegger or Stallone, and I was staunchly Schwarzenegger. So we didn't really watch Rocky. I definitely caught it a few times on HBO because uh, I just stayed up all night every night watching HBO as a child. <laughs> so I know I watched uh, Part Two and a lot on HBO, and that's actually where I first saw Part Five uh, okay. as a kid. And I was like, eh, this movie's kind of boring. And then, when I was in high school, a friend of mine, Matt Ducati, really pushed the soundtrack on me. And the soundtrack was my gateway drug to all five of those movies where we would just, like, pound these movies and just watch them over and over again. And that's when I really began to 
enjoy, and by watching them over and over again, I mean the first four, and then I watched the fifth one one time in its entirety and would skip it every other time. Um, but I love the iconography of those movies, I love the soundtrack, and then part five, which obviously was, uh, what I do know about it is that it was a trying to like go back to basics. Yeah, I think Stallone oddly like knew that the time was nigh. The, the the bell had tolled for the Rocky franchise, at least for the time being, and that it was time to, you know, hang up the gloves. Yeah. So, like, he went into it, and it was, like, returning him home. I thought there was a robot in this one, but yesterday <laughs> you were correcting me that that was part four. Yeah, that's Rocky Four. I was very disappointed to find out there was not a robot in this one. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, and, oh, I remember Tommy Gunn, which is one of a long line of Stallone's... Mullets. Oh, oh, God, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, the mullet. Uh, I totally remember that. How could you forget? <laughs> uh, but Tommy Gunn was one of those uh, mini boxer names that Stallone would come up with, including Apollo Creed uh, and Clubber Lang and Mason the Lion Dixon from Rocky <laughs> Balboa uh, yes. that are just ridiculous over-the-top boxing names. They, they are more like professional wrestling names to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just remember that, and I remember it just, like, ends in a whimper. I remember it ends in, like, a street fight. That's like, not a, a whimper. It was a whimper to me, based off of the rest of it. He ends fight. the Cold War in the it's, prior movie. It's a street fight because doesn't they Mikhail do Gorbachev give him like the thumbs up at the end? They do go back oh. to basics, and guess what? His rings outside. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, um, I have not watched this movie at least for a decade, if not longer. Probably, I mean, honestly, probably since high school when me and my buddies would. I think we like watched all five on VHS. Uh, oh, I definitely had it on VHS. Yeah, I had yeah. All the Rocky well, I had it on VHS because you had to buy the five pack, where it's like all <laughs> the, all of them combine, and each one's a different letter of his name. Um, yes, of where Rocky, they all combine, yes. and it's like the picture of him on the steps or whatever with, with his arm raised. Uh, so I had to own it. Yeah. I was forced to own wow. it. But had I, ha, ha, if, if given the choice, the choice yeah. I would have just gotten the first four and called it a day. Well, this is a perfect one to start with, then, because I, I mean. This is mind-blowing to me, and I look forward to revisiting this movie with you and discussing it uh, after our yeah. our viewing. I'm really curious to see how I'm going to feel about it so many years later, and without the benefit of watching every other Rocky movie first. Right. Because I haven't seen the rest of the Rocky movies in a while either. Uh, I think the last... You I may mean, miss a little of the nuance. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a lot of nuance. <laughs> I can't wait. You'll have to fill me in as it goes. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen uh, the first one in a long time, which I feel like being that this is sort of a bookend to that, it's yeah. going to probably call back to that a lot. Yeah, it does a bit. But, uh, but I'm excited to see it. Do you want to jump in and then we'll come back afterwards and you're going to tell me why it's great? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Excellent. Okay, we are back, and we just watched Rocky Five. Even more amazing than I remembered. Uh, as we were watching, I would occasionally glance over at Sebastian, and he had a grin on his face from <laughs> ear to ear, uh, which was arguably more delightful than the movie we were watching. <laughs> just for those who don't know, obviously anybody who's listening to this should know what Rocky Five is all about, but oh, yeah. I was going to read the back of the DVD case just to let everyone know exactly what we're <clears throat> dealing with here. The Italian Stallion rediscovers his roots in this exciting, thrill-packed drama that reunites Sylvester Stallone with the Oscar-winning director of the original Rocky. Upon returning home from his latest triumph, Rocky Balboa, Stallone, learns that all his money has been lost by an unscrupulous 
financial advisor. To make matters worse, his fight-related injuries force his retirement from the ring. So Rocky, his wife Adrian, Talia Shire, and his son Rocky Jr., Sage Stallone, move to their old low-rent neighborhood in South Philadelphia. There, the fighter must resolve the deep-rooted resentment held by his son, a bitterness that grows when Rocky trains Tommy Gunn, Tommy Morrison, a young boxer who rises to national prominence. When Tommy turns against his mentor and publicly taunts him, Rocky knows he must fight once more. Sebastian, please enlighten me. Now having seen it again, yes. why is this movie so great to you? Just on a surface level. On a sur- well, there's a there's a couple reasons that are surface that are that are before the deep dive. It's just an entertaining movie, and I think if you did grow up with the series as I did, you know, I remember renting, I remember seeing them in the theater. I also remember renting them and watching them, catching them on TV and watching them. And no matter what was, you know, I remember when Rocky Four, I was a tiny child, but I remember Rocky Four coming out. I remember Rocky Five coming out. Rocky Five, I did see in the theater, and. I think it was just a, it did feel, and this was their intention, but it did feel like the final chapter in an incredible saga. And I think I just, I've always loved that. I've always loved the sort of, I've also always loved the aging X, the aging superhero, the aging boxer. I mean, Ah. it's the same thing with um, Dark Knight Returns. It's the same thing with um, even Raging Bull. But like the aging person the the person who is past their prime which is maybe why i do still love watching um not even necessarily like i love the expendables but i love just seeing all those guys and i love seeing anything that van damme does now which is and jcvd the movie was was great for that reason but to see them when they are older that's just always fascinated me the idea that how do you deal with that how do you deal with you used to be this amazing thing. It's, a, I guess, a similar idea to, I was, I this was never me, but the idea of the like jock in high school who then, then what? Like mm. that's when you were at your top and the your the best time of your life. That's when you had all the respect. Same thing with these boxers or with Rocky, when you have all this respect and then you're past that part where your body can't do the things that it used to do. And similarly with Dark Knight Returns, which I could do a whole nother thing about, but that is Batman when he's like no longer the, the spry 30 year old. Now he's twice that age and is like trying to still do the same things. And I've just always been fascinated by that. So I think that's a huge reason why I love this movie and why it is great because it's not just the hero continues to be the hero. Nothing can ever stop him. Nothing is ever a problem for him. Everything always goes perfectly. Instead, it's a movie about everything goes horribly for Rocky from the very beginning. Like he's dealing with the aftermath of the previous movie, mm-hmm. fighting the biggest, strongest, deadliest opponent he's ever faced, Russia. Um, <laughs> right. The uh, Cold War. Right. In in the form of Ivan Drago. And just gets obliterated in that movie and he that's part of his strategy is allowing himself to be beaten to a pulp and then just persevering and i think that to deal with the aftermath of that is a really cool idea and and to deal with hey you know what uh you have brain damage like you're not indestructible you're not a superhero you're a human and here's the consequences of everything that you've put yourself through and you know obviously it's a bit of a 
you know, it's it's a device to get him back. That's not the device, but that but him losing all his money is a device to get them back to basics and to sort of complete the loop, complete the circle of the entire thing. But I still there's something about that that I really enjoy. Like him as an older man putting his leather jacket and fedora on and bouncing that little rubber ball that he used in the first one when he was an enforcer basically and going back to that like as cheesy or as silly as it may be there's something for me that's incredibly satisfying about that and even him putting the glasses on talia shire and being like you remember when i put these on you and i kissed you like that sort of just looking back on life is i think an awesome like final chapter why not look back and be like okay here's all the things that have happened and here is this i mean you know at the time obviously we didn't know we were going to have rocky balboa and creed and all the other stuff but in that moment 1990 or whatever it was mm-hmm. um also when i was a small child i i just felt like wow this is awesome and i've continued to love it like i'm not going to say oh, it was just because I was a child. There's a huge nostalgia factor there. I mean, it's part of the Rocky series. I love it for that reason. Love Stallone. Love all those guys from the 80s and 90s. But I really do think that it works as a final chapter, a goodbye to this character, if you will. So that's, I guess I went a little bit deeper than the surface. But I think that, there's so many moments in it. I mean, it's so incredibly of its time with the music and... The oh, we'll, we'll get all to that. We'll get all to the music. Don't don't you... Don't worry. Don't I was going to say... I... Okay. So, obviously, before I said I'd only seen this maybe one and a half times. And watching it again, I do appreciate kind of what you're saying. I appreciate the risk that it took because... Coming out, especially coming off of Rocky IV, uh-huh. you could have easily done yet another. This time he, you know, uh, it was in the early '90s, so I mean, honestly, you know, the Gulf War wasn't for another couple of years. But it's like he could have gone to Saudi Arabia and punched uh, Saddam Hussein in the face, and people would have stood up and cheered and probably loved it. But I actually do respect the creative risk of taking Rocky back to his roots and kind of taking him down every peg that he has earned yeah. taking down all those pegs i think that was a really risky choice and clearly it did not pay off uh in terms of uh, fan appreciation or in uh, box office returns this right. is the uh, only rocky movie to have lost money apparently but you know wow well, yeah mean, rocky loses money and then rocky loses oh money. man uh, it's like they did it on purpose but i will say i mean watching it again now it's like I didn't not enjoy the movie because at the end of the day, it is a Rocky movie yeah. and it is, you know, that character who you can't help but love watching him. Yeah. Uh, it may not be the best Rocky performance that Sylvester <laughs> Stallone ever put on, but there's a lot of, uh, there is some entertainment value here. That There's a lot of character work, whether it was good or bad. <laughs> oh, there are a lot character. of choices made. <laughs> I'll definitely say that. But I definitely, uh, watching this from this perspective, from a perspective of, Completely detached from the other four movies. Because yeah. I think any other time I've watched it, it's usually been right there with the other four. Or the like one other time I ever watched this uh, <laughs> was with the other four. And so it was like, ah, whatever, you know. It's a piece of the series. So watching this completely separate, yeah, I feel like there is some entertainment value to be had. However, I feel like, and maybe we'll start to dig in a little bit now, but I feel like, and I mentioned this while we were watching the movie, it is two different movies at once. Because I feel like the all right, so in the in the movie, the mm-hmm. villain of the piece is this boxing promoter right. uh, named George Washington Duke, 
And he, when Rocky is at the press conference, he just got back from Russia. He just reunited with this kid who has magically aged five years over <laughs> yes. the course of the week he that's was in the Russia. One, that's the one thing that always bothered me, <laughs> is this rapidly aging child. That's, so. your, the, that's the problem with the whole series? Yeah, that's the only problem with Cause, the series. Yeah, because how much time really goes by between these movies? I mean, he... He is in the shower right after being punched in the head from Ivan Drago yeah. when this movie starts. Oh, and let me just say one thing that I really enjoyed is basically once we get the – after we get the preamble, which you can't help but get hyped up when the the Rocky letters go by yeah. on the screen and we're watching you know clips from the last movie, the last fight. The music. Um, the music. It was really intense. But then the first shot of this movie proper – is a excellent butt in the moonlight shot. Sylvester Stallone nude, <laughs> leaning in the shower and yeah. like this gulag shower, <laughs> like yeah. with the the trickle of light coming from a from a window and yeah, nice butt in the moonlight shot. A, an eighties and nineties staple. Yeah, very well done. I'd say I'd say it's second only to Van Damme's many butt shots. Oh yeah, I mean Van Damme had one per movie, and uh, I believe the one in Time Cop may have been. His finest hour in terms of butt in the moonlight shots. That's a whole nother debate. Yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> but, uh, so we start this movie and yeah, it's, it's moments after yet when he shows up at home, kiddo, yes. kiddo's aged. I mean, when was, when was he born? We actually see him born in he's the movie. He's born in Rocky 2. Yeah, so in Rocky 2, how long Which is ago the second is time he's fighting Apollo. Which was not that long after... Uh, after the first movie, right? Right. I mean, probably about a year. After yeah, the first, maybe. Maybe yeah, even maybe. nine months. Maybe like the night that he beat up, <laughs> or he went the distance with Apollo. He went the distance with Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so. Yes. Yeah. Certainly not more than yeah. Not too long. How old is he in uh, part three? In three. Let's see. How old is the kid? Yeah. Um. He's like a little, not like a toddler, but he's a few, he's like five or six, right? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. So, okay, so, all right, well. And then in Rocky Four, he's, yeah, he's, you know, got the robot and stuff, and he's he's like a young kid. Yeah. Um, and then in Rocky Five, he's magically five years old. He's like probably nine, ten in Rocky Four. Uh, yeah, probably around there, around 10. So, so he's a, uh, the magically growing boy. It's actually, now that you're thinking about it, since we do have the sun to track Rocky's career and how long everything's been, yeah. since he's probably about 13 or 14, it's a miracle that Rocky has been able to last in the boxing world and remain this popular That's consistently for so long. That's the thing, is it seems like between matches, there's not... 15 years yeah. or even 10 years really like yeah. it just seems like you know over the course of five years or something <laughs> this all this stuff happens but his child is magic yeah i mean maybe it's like that uh the child in twilight that ages really fast maybe it's that thing but we just this is a, that's a side so lucky you it's uh, actually twilight the fourth one eclipse or new dawn or breaking dawn or one of those i don't know man something about the <laughs> is moon that gonna or be the an sun episode? that's got to be an episode <laughs> uh but yeah so he uh, he helps us track so yeah the fact that rocky is actually retiring at this point shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody he did just fight the toughest match of his life yeah so and he's been doing this consistently apparently for 14 years so why the hell not retire yeah. i feel like that's a pretty good choice on his part you know take the money and run and and uh end on a high note as i always say end uh retires champion yeah is always my yeah. my thing that i say to do like, like seinfeld you but do he, say that you say that every day i do say that a lot i do say <laughs> retires champ well basically because i suck at all games uh so if i win at anything 
I stop playing and then I can retire as champion. So okay. that's that's my trick. That's my life hack, if you will. It's a good move. You guys can keep that one. So he retires as champion. So does that mean from the time he beat Apollo Creed, except for the point in time where I guess Clubber Lang beat him and took the title? Right. That's the only time in fourteen in thirteen years or so that he was not actively the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, but I mean that's what I mean is I don't think that timeline. I, I think that they played loose. Fast uh, and loose with that timeline. I see. I see. Uh, also, to get his own son into the final movie, I think they went ahead and were like, "Oh no, just kidding. He's several <laughs> yeah. years older." Yeah. See, I feel like they could have done a time jump or something. You know, like yeah. made him young, and then you know, four years later at back in the old neighborhood, uh, yeah, the kid. Yeah. But then again, we would have missed him. You know, dealing with street toughs on his first day of school, getting his jacket stolen. You know, Rocky going back to Mickey's old gym and I guess fixing it up. That was another thing that, that was like, quickly, he yeah. must have just had a, ma- a Harry Potter moment where he just like dipped his magic wand and the whole place got cleaned up and fixed up because last I heard, they had no money. Yeah. I mean, they had that big auction. I think that was mainly to cover the cost that was left on the mortgage. But, um, but then I guess they could have sold the house because that was a nice ass house. So it's like, why? where'd all that money go? I mean, I guess. I mean, I think that went to pay all the debt it sounds like because he didn't they also said he hadn't paid any of his taxes oh yeah so like i think it was basically they were starting at zero okay all right fair enough Holly still i i think still happened to have that or was able to get that old house or yeah he said he kept it yeah he kept it he said uh aren't i smart which by the way polly is the fucking worst (laughs) he's been the worst in every movie i mean that's his characters he's the worst is the worst i hate polly and i know you're supposed to kind of love polly like oh he's a lovable drunk and he can't get anything no that guy sucks. Uh, the end. He's. I mean, I think he's lovable in the sense that he's like fun to watch, but he's the worst human. He's a horrible, horrible. He's not human even being. fun to watch in this movie. He's just a drunk. He's just like every time we see him, he's I think sipping off of some. Funny. He's sipping <laughs> off some like, bottle of whiskey. I think he's very funny. Mixing up <laughs> he's common like that, phrases. But he's like that old. He's like that. That he's like a drunk uncle. He is drunk sure, uncle sure. in this movie. Even when he's like out of the way, chubby or whatever. Like he's just <laughs> always saying dumb the wrong thing (laughs) uh do you like it when in the middle of the movie uh at some point duke tells uh tells rocky that adrian is the only one in the family with cojones and then a couple scenes later rocky's like hey what's cojones yeah like i don't like that actually because (laughs) because did he look it up that's based on spelling yeah Yeah, did he look it up and see how it was spelled even though the guy said it properly i actually hate that yeah I i hate those types of jokes yeah where people no, they go based on, eh, whatever, that's a yeah, whole yeah, thing, yeah. but I do hate that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up something you hate for this beloved But movie. here's why it's great. Yes, yes, yes. Um, because... Yeah, convince me, because, I like mean, I said, it's not like the, it's not a, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. People make that movie out to be, it's the pariah of the series, for sure. It's the movie that is usually the one that, if you're going to watch all of them, this one might get skipped. It's like yeah. the, the alien resurrection, or the, the entry that... You know, may take some risks and do some things different, but that just didn't jibe with what people wanted. Well, I think part of that might be usually when you have a kid or a child or you know any sort of young person taking such a prominent role in a movie like this. I think people get a little bit put off by it. And you know, besides Adrian and Rocky and Polly, and then later uh, you know Apollo and the, the cast grew obviously, but the kid was never never played a huge role. You know, he was just sort of, oh, yeah, Rocky has a kid. And in Rocky 2, obviously, it was a big deal at the end because the kid was born. Rocky 3, they had a young child. Rocky 4, uh, I guess when Rocky goes off to 
to Russia that, you know, leaving your family behind. Like, it, he only plays, he only matters in how he is part of Rocky's life. And in Rocky Five, they focus a lot on that kid. Actually, I was going to, while I was watching it, I think the reason people don't like this movie is it's not Rocky's movie. Yeah. This movie is Rocky Jr.'s movie, yeah. and this movie is Tommy Gunn's movie, and it's their movie because it's how, really and truly, the main character of this piece is Rocky Jr., because it's how everything kind of affects him. He's the anchor of our story. Like, what what is happening to Rocky is only... It only matters because of how it affects Rocky Jr., I feel like. Because hmm. even when things are happening to Rocky, half the time it'll cut to him, it'll cut to Rocky Jr. and his reactions to yeah. what's going on with his dad. But I just... I never I mean, I felt like, like I, Rocky was the main character of this his own story here. I... Somewhat disagree. I mean, I think it's. I think that's part of why people have a problem with it is because the it is so much focused on the kid's story. Um, but as a Rocky fan and not a Rocky Junior fan, I still find this movie incredibly satisfying in how it affects Rocky. I mean, I think a lot of those cutaways clearly. I think the kid is supposed to be our way into this movie. I actually love a lot of the cutaways, not just to the kid, but also to Talia Shire and to or to Adrian and Polly, because I think a big part of what this show is, this movie is about also is how everybody can see what's going on around Rocky except for Rocky. Well, because he got beat dumb. But I don't think that's it. I he, think he brings I, up every chance he can get. He Well, he is clearly very self-conscious about people thinking he's stupid, which I think is great. I actually love when he's like, I'm not as stupid as people think I am. Well, you think I'm dumb? You think I don't have brains? Like, yeah, it's a little bit on the nose maybe, but I feel like the character of Rocky... People a lot of times are like, oh, that's what a dumb, what a dumb character, what a dumb guy or whatever. But since the very first Rocky, he's there was a beautiful moment in the first Rocky where the press and stuff are kind of like poking fun at him and making jokes. And he's like, uh, that stuff does to, to Paul when Paulie's around. He's like, oh, that stuff doesn't bother me, whatever. But when he's alone with Adrian, he's like, you know how I said that doesn't bother me? It does. Like, like he's more aware than what he lets on, which I think is actually really cool and a really interesting, like, it makes me feel even worse for him that he knows people think he's dumb and he's not as smart as he wishes he was. And he lives again through his son, which is, I think, another reason why the kid is so prominent is he even says in the movie, like, when I see you, I'm reborn. I see you doing all the things that I wish I could have done as a kid. You have all the things I wish I had, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Sorry, Rocky. Um, but I think that so much of that is about he's, his son is very smart and his son is into art and his son is into these things that are more kind of heady and intellectual and stuff. And he's just a guy who went from being a, an enforcer on the docks to doing these two bit fights to getting a chance at being a heavyweight champion. And then now he's sent back to, even as a champion, and that's actually another thing I love about this movie, is he loses everything. So in Rocky Three, he goes a little bananas and he's like gets very caught up in the sort of commercialization of everything and doing commercials and just the money. He gets very caught up in the money. And he's sort of... He, yeah, he refuses to do any commercials here to get him out of this financial jam, by yeah. the way. Which but I think I also is why. a little bit of a story thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wait, why doesn't he just do commercials again? Oh, I don't, I'm not a commercial guy. But it, but I think the idea is, yeah, maybe he learned from that because that's how he lost to Clubber Lang. He didn't have the eye of the tiger anymore. He was like comfortable. Mickey was giving him some easy fights and he was just interested in, he wasn't even training the right way. Like he would, there was tons of people around. I don't know if you remember, there was tons of people around in his gym. There was like a kissing booth. Adrian was getting jealous. Like there was just, he was not focused on anything in Rocky Three. Gets it all back. 
And then in this movie, there's so much put on, you didn't win from being a great fighter. You didn't win from the muscles. And they, I mean, they point out in every movie that Rocky is not a great fighter. Apollo gives him crap about it all the time when they rewatch shots, where they rewatch films of like, you can duck stallion. You don't have to get hit by every punch I throw. And they pointed out when, with Tommy Gunn being his clone of like, he gets hit in the face a lot. Yeah. Like he doesn't dodge. Nobody dodges. They just like street tough barrel their way through they it. They just take it. They just, uh, Mike Tyson it basically. Mike Tyson would, uh, I mean, if he didn't just, you know, land one punch and knock somebody out in the first round, he would get beat up and let them wear themselves out and then take them out with one shot. Sure. I mean, From Muhammad what I remember Ali, of the, Mike Tyson's fighting style. The Muhammad Ali, the rope-a-dope. I yeah. mean, it's a, the... Uh, and, but Muhammad Ali was obviously an, an amazing fighter. But, but it, they never focus on Rocky's technique. I think eventually he has to focus on it in, I think, in Rocky three when he loses and he goes and gets with Apollo. They show him how to actually fight. And that's like one of the first times he actually is like, oh, there's like, you know, no offense, Mickey, but there's just, they never focus on how great a fighter is. It's all about his heart. And in this movie, Talia Shire, who I think is freaking great in this movie and possibly one of my favorite things about this movie, like she gives a performance. Like a lot of other people are kind of cartoons and characters mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're super over the top. And I feel like Talia Shire is grounded in this movie anytime they cut away to her it breaks my heart because she does see what's going on with tommy gunn and rocky with rocky jr and rocky and she tries to be there for him and tries to be there for her family and etc but you they cut away and you just see the look on her face especially the scene where it's christmas and rocky rocky jr has already kind of become a punk he went to the dark side he he took those street toughs and then he Turn him into his own minions. Yeah, from his... From he got the an neg- earring. He got his ear pierced. Started smoking. Started smoking. Started, you know, he no longer slicks his hair back like a dweeb. Yeah. Now he's he's the king of the street toughs. Yeah, he's the king. He's he's the leader now. Yeah. And all of that through the sort of um, his father not paying enough attention to him and, and disregarding him and him having to sort of find a family on the street, having no guidance, having, you know, etc. But... They have a big fight. Uh, Rocky and Rocky Jr. have a big fight in that. And Rocky's like, hey, you're supposed to be with your family. You're supposed to spend time with your family. And he's telling the kid to do all the things that Rocky has not been doing. And it cuts away to Talia Shire and it cuts away to Polly because they both know what's coming. And they both are not saying anything, but they're just kind of like, oh my gosh, Rocky is saying all the things to the kid that Rocky should be recognizing within himself. And... I just love that moment where they there is this blow up, but Rock, but um, Adrian and Polly see it coming, and Adrian, Talia Shire, I think gives an amazing performance, and she when when Rocky runs after Tommy Gunn, who is not you know an amazing actor, he's not an actor, he's a boxer, but when Rocky runs after him and he has this like he has the head trauma moment, and Adrian runs after him and she she's telling him like. He's not you. Tommy Gunn is not you. He doesn't have... You didn't win these fights with your muscles. You won them with your heart. And he doesn't have heart. And you can't teach somebody how to have heart. And she gives him this whole speech and about how she loves him. And that she was in the ring with him every time he was in the ring. And honestly, like for me, that scene is the emotional crux of this movie. That's the, that's the best scene of the movie. That's the point where I turned to you and said, Talia Shire is in a different movie than everybody else. Yeah. Because Stallone himself is doing... By far is the most over-the-top performance of Rocky. It's like a guy who is 
it's like he forgot how to play Rocky, and he's doing his best impression of Rocky after having seen the first movie once. He's like, yeah, I think this is how this character is supposed to act. Certainly, George Washington Duke is way over the top. Yeah. And Tommy Gunn, given the fact that he is not a professional actor, uh, just doesn't have the gravitas to really perform this yeah. movie. However, Talia Shire like, is playing the reality of this every step of the way, and she is wonderful in this movie. I will give her that. I think a lot of this movie, I feel like they could have leaned more heavily on her. I don't know if they realized it at the time. They just thought, oh, Sly goes and does his thing. Yeah. That's the that's the you know main heart of this movie. But no, she is the beating heart of this movie, and she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I wish the rest of the movie, that's kind of my problem with the movie, is I wish the rest of the movie was in line with her and what she was doing, because I like the movie she's in. Yeah. I really like the movie she's in. If everybody else is performing at her level or even on her same wavelength, yeah. uh, even if just Stallone was on the same wavelength, which was closer hued to the very first one, uh, then maybe we would have had ourselves a nice closer yeah. to, the, to the franchise. But unfortunately, it would cut between her giving this heartfelt speech to Rocky in the street and him yelling and it being a really great moment to Tommy Gunn and George Washington Duke yeah. Being a cartoon, being snidely whiplash, and <laughs> yeah. in you know in a hallway after the the big boxing match. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think certainly when I was younger, that didn't bother me in the slightest. Like the it's everything is heightened. I mean, any everything in the Rocky universe I after know. Rocky two is heightened. No, to like I know, I the know. Umpteenth degree. He goes to Russia to fight in like end the Cold War. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, like, but the, I mean, but by this... then everything is so. It is this it, sort I know, of... but they so clearly, every effort was made to go back to basics, to go back to what where it started, to, to close the loop uh, at the same place you started, which is, I mean, that's a sign of good storytelling, but, like, they brought back the same director. They brought back, uh, they brought back Bill Conti to do the music, who had mm. done the music for everyone except for part four, uh, done by the great Vince DiCola, who did a... Uh, do a, do a soundtrack that we will be talking about very soon. Um, so it was just like a completely different, like by the fourth one, it had become a completely different idea. Stallone directed parts three, uh, two, three, and four. And so they brought back the guy who started it all. And I think somehow, somewhere along the way, since the Rocky movies had transformed so much from the point of the first one, uh, they tried to course correct, but I guess they couldn't course correct enough uh, in this one because I feel like and, and I think the uh, the final fight kind of puts it into the, the clearest picture of the two ideas, the two sort of sensibilities clashing the most of like gritty urban realism, which is what the first movie is, and over the top action movie, which is what uh, parts three and four were. I, I don't think they were trying to course correct. I think they were trying to meld those two ideas. Like I think they were trying to take the first movie and, and arguably even the second movie which were far more subtle and grounded um, and sort of marry that to Rocky 3 and 4, which were far more over-the-top action movies. But, I mean, almost every franchise does. I mean, Mission Impossible is so different now than what it was from oh, the first sure. movie. And I everything, mean, that's the thing, is these long-running franchises, I mean, God, look at Bond. They have to adapt with the times. Yeah. And obviously... And this movie did that, I will say. Like, I, we're looking at it now in 2018, but when it came out, and I obviously audiences did not embrace it. But when it came out, all that hip-hop that's in there, all oh, yeah. the stuff that they did was of the time. I mean, Tommy Gunn's horrible mullet. I mean, that was popular at that time. The, so it's not like this movie just came out of nowhere. I mean, I think that 
it was very much they were they they moved the franchise into what it was at that time and i think that the, honestly i freaking love the final fight like that is i thought that's where it was you were going to be like okay i'm on board that final fight oh my god like i can do a whole another hour just on that fight because at the very end it's i would say that every rocky movie that final fight is completely cathartic and like serves its purpose but in this movie as the end of the as even as the end of the franchise Rocky says the whole Rocky again the, for the whole movie, which is also why I'm glad they got rid of all of his money. Rocky has been about heart. He's not been about money. He's not been about technique. He's been about heart, and he's been about he's been the underdog that perseveres. And in this movie, he still doesn't want to fight Tommy Gunn until the very end. Rocky has a huge heart, and everybody is saying Tommy Gunn is a jerk. Tommy Gunn is horrible. He's treating you horrible. And he's like, oh, that's not him. He's been manipulated by Duke. Uh, give him a break. Like, don't worry about it. You know, blah, blah, blah. And when Tommy Gunn shows up to the bar to humiliate Rocky in front of all of Rocky's friends, he still doesn't just fight him. Like, the really, the, like, realistic thing, you're being humiliated in front of all your friends. Why not punch this guy in the face? But Rocky is bigger than that in this movie. And he's got such a heart. And he's got so much love for Tommy Gunn that, and for possibly reliving his own, uh, having a second chance and reliving all that, being alive again, etc., He doesn't fight this guy. He's like, you know what? No, forget it. And he goes back inside. Tommy Gunn comes in again and is still trying to get him to fight. And Rocky again says, no, I'm not going to do it. He rejects the call again. And it's only when Polly gets punched in the face that Rocky, when and I feel the best performance of Sylvester Stallone in this movie is when Pauly gets punched, drops to the ground, and he's like, you should have left the bum on the street where you found him. Rocky stands up, and it's an awesome shot of Rocky just standing up, the camera watching him get off the ground and rise to his purest form. And he looks over at, at, uh, at Tommy, and he says... You knock him down, won't you? Try knocking me down now. That was one of the few moments in the movie where, like, he actually felt like Rocky. That's what I mean. That like, is what that I, I feel like is the best. No, performance there, of him in don't the get movie. me wrong. There are points in that finale that I think are great. I think that moment was definitely great. I think the moment when he finally has all his weird psychedelic flashes to Mickey and to uh, Ivan Drago and finally gets up and in we, the fight. We, yeah, and during the right before the very end of the fight, and we hear the, the horns from the original. You know, they're gonna yeah. fly now. Horns, yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he gets up, and that was a great moment too. I just feel like the the fight at the end is so weird. I it's freaking like, love like it. Like the way it's shot, it's a. Uh, I, the the word that keeps ringing in my head is like operatic. Uh, it's just so yeah, like yeah, very. That's a good word. <laughs> it's very like overblown, and I think that's why maybe it's just what I want out of this movie. This is going back to the Talia Shire of it. Like I wanted that to be like a gritty fight. I don't know if I would necessarily want like Keith David versus Roddy Piper and they live because even that's overblown. Uh -huh. But it's just like I don't know. Like karate, there are like karate moves and stuff here. A little, you know. There's like, no karate, but there is some balletic moves like yeah. when he goes for it he like spins and grabs his leg Which, and trips him by the way let me just mention to uh any wrestling fans out there the great wrestler uh terry funk uh was apparently the choreographer for this this street fight so it is a uh, convergence of two different things that i love rocky and professional wrestling 
uh, and Terry Funk himself. He was uh, in Roadhouse. Uh, he fought Patrick Swayze in that. But anyhow, okay. apparently, I guess he somehow knew Sly or Sly knew of him and brought him in to choreograph this fight, which is why I feel like it does have actually a couple of wrestling moves in it. At one point, Rocky reverses, like he's got him in a belly-to-back yeah. hold, and then Rocky reverses it in a very wrestling style and then does a belly-to-back suplex, uh, among another, and he does a Russian leg sweep. Yeah. Uh, or not a Russian leg sweep, but a leg drop. Um, anyhow. Those, uh, I, I will say that when I watched it, even as a, as a kid, I, there was something about this that stood out to me just because there was a bit more choreography. Yeah. Um, but and, I guess that's what makes it a street fight. That's what makes it different from all the other fights in the Rocky universe, which are all in the ring and have a certain set of rules and they have to break up for, you know, for different rounds yeah. is, uh, this time, you know, I feel like Tommy Gunn kicks him at some point or something. He kicks, no, he kicks oh, one of the guys. Oh yeah. He kicks a bystander. He beats the shit out of a couple of those bystanders, yeah. by the way. Oh, also, I mean, it's a slew of amazing lines at the end of this movie at the fight. <laughs> he, he does the, you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? He, they say, oh, Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring. And he gives the, my ring's outside, which is a dynamite line. <laughs> and sure. They, they oh, go oh, don't forget about, uh, my, one of my favorite lines of the whole movie is uh, George Washington Duke and his ca- most cartoonish, where at the very end, it's him. He's basically, he keeps cutting back to him, and he's either giving like a guttural growl every five seconds and just yelling to <laughs> yelling to the heavens. But then finally, like, Rocky knocks out Tommy Gunn, and uh, George Washington Duke says, God damn, only in America. And I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But Why is he saying only in America? Because besides only, besides because the fact that he is Don King and Don King said that. This is the American dream. Oh my God. I but love But what that. I love about that though, what I really Slash honestly, I at it. what I honestly love about it is he says it different. Like he says only in America so many times throughout the movie. And then at the very end, he's like, only in America. Uh, it's a little like, rueful. Yeah. It's a little like, oh man. It's a it's a different line reading, yeah. and I kind of like that <laughs> a little bit. Oh, and, but, and, but uh, and don't forget uh, the again, just to go for the the difference between the like the gritty realism that I was craving and the over the topness. Yep. At the end, he George Washington Duke uh, says he's going to sue him, and I, the whole time I was actually thinking like, sue him for what? Like, what does Rocky have? I mean, I guess he could take Mickey's gym away. And maybe he will. Who knows? But Rocky punches him, and I we, we don't really see because his fist is off camera when he punches him. So I'm assuming because the guy Duke is much taller than Sylvester Stallone, despite the fact that I pointed out Sylvester Stallone is in heels the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian said they're boots. They're boots. <laughs> they're like Prince heels. Uh, anyway, he pulls them um, off. What's that? He pulls him off. He looks good. Oh, well, yeah. No, he does look good. But he punches him, and it's below camera, so maybe he's punching him in the stomach, but dude flies like six feet and then passes out on the hood of his car, uh, which which does lead Rocky to say the great line, sue me for what? Yeah. Uh, so I did enjoy that. But, I mean, there's a lot of good to that finale. I think that that finale is just, I, I don't know if it's just an expectation versus reality thing you'd want Rocky, the Rocky one ends with him going the distance in the ring. He didn't even win, but he didn't have to. And then in this, it's just a street fight surrounded by a bunch of people and a camera crew that is there for some reason. Well, I mean, Duke called the camera crew. I mean, I know they're there, but like, why did, how did Duke, they literally, Tommy Gunn had a freak out on Duke after the fight, which I guess was in Philadelphia. He's got connections. I know we were going. And then they drove, they they somehow knew Rocky was at this uh, bar. They knew Rocky was at the bar. It's not difficult to find out that Rocky's at that bar. And then drove directly there, and they already had a camera crew ready, which I guess had some... It's a camera crew of one camera... (laughs) Yeah, but no, but then, but then there's a there's a reporter there. Did did Duke call him uh, call ABC affiliate and be like, hey, send somebody over. Only in America can you see yes. Rocky Balboa take on this challenge. And you know where that's possible? 
Only in America. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so they have this thing, and they and they at some point are like, "Go live, go live!" And obviously, the camera crew is there just to get Rock, just to get Adrian and Rocky Junior there, because Rocky Junior sees him on TV. Is like, "That's fighting." While Adrian's in her like marmish uh, gown, separating the her recycling, mama. her mumu separating the recycling or some shit. What? Uh, and then they run there to go catch up with Rocky. But look about this so, fight. About so it's this a fight. little over the top. That's all I'm saying. That's what, and that's what's great about it. It is operatic. But I mean, it starts uh, again. You pointed out the moment where uh, the bell, the the horns go, and Mickey's like, "Get up, you son of a bitch!" Because Mickey loves you, and it actually does. I always thought the shot was a little bit weird, like the the elevated train goes by and Stallone's head comes into the the frame. Yeah, but still, it it, it was kind of a weird shot. Thing but the music so, makes like, it work. It it all works, and it's you can't help but in that moment be like, hell yeah, knock him out, Rocky. Like yeah. like you're in you're invested in that moment. And when he gets up and he's like, I didn't hear no bell. One more round. You're like, okay, yeah, this is the round. But I think what's also great about this fight, you're talking about the sort of over the topness of this fight. Uh, not the movie, Over the Top, starring Sylvester Stallone about arm wrestling. We'll get to that later. But as soon as as soon as soon Rocky goes outside and fights Tommy Gunn, he destroys Tommy Gunn in five seconds because Rocky is a street fighter. That's what he's done. He's He grew up on the streets. Yeah. He, uh, as I have said many times, like he was an enforcer. He went and would beat people up and well, break he, bones. He drops the, the hint very early on. He foreshadows his own fight at the beginning, talking to his kid, like, uh, I, I know a thing or two about street fights. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's all leading to this You don't want to get in no street fight. I know a thing or two about those. And, the, and I mean, even um, Duke is constantly like, don't fight Rocky in the street. He's a street fighter. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, everybody's saying, don't do it. This is this guy's, his, this is his ring. And sure enough, he, in like five seconds... Just wallops Tommy Gunn, yeah. backs him up. Tommy Gunn falls to the ground. The fight's over. He just destroyed Tommy Gunn. He gets up, walks away with his honor, and then Tommy Gunn only gets to continue this fight because he tackles Rocky from behind, has all these cheap shots. Yeah. He just is constantly cheap-shotting him. Rocky does uh, tackle Tommy at one point uh, from behind and also punches him in the back of the neck, which I imagine he does a reversal. great. He does a reversal... And gets punches him in the back of the okay, neck. Okay, well, anyhow, the punch in the back of the neck, I remember that was the move where I was like, ow. Yeah, because, you know that why? That shit would hurt. You, you know, know why? Because it's a street fight. <laughs> yeah. Tommy's got those traps, though. He probably didn't feel them. That dude's traps are he, that, ginormous. That dude was, he was like, let's talk about Tommy Gunn for a minute. Okay. Because, honestly. Uh, did I convince you? Do you understand why that fight at the end is great? Uh, you're, you're swaying me. But I would say, I think, honestly, I mean, you know, George Washington Duke is a very over-the-top character, but ultimately he's played fairly well. And he's a fun character, and he's obviously he's, he's got charisma. I think that performer did a good job. Tommy Gunn, I think, sad to say, is the failure of this movie because they hired a real boxer by the name of what was his name? Tommy. Uh, Tommy Morrison. Morrison. Uh, Tommy Morrison. They uh, got a real boxer, so I mean, he was legitimately huge dude in in shape. But I think what they needed was somebody. Basically, it was the situation with Creed. Creed worked because Michael B. Jordan is fantastic, and they gave him a lot, a life of his own outside of Rocky. Yeah. They gave him, uh, he's a great actor, but they also gave him a lot of personality all to his own. They tried in this movie. I and they did. I, like, they, we, we both chuckled because Tommy Gunn is an oversharer all of a sudden at the dinner oh, table. Oh, God, like, yeah. They met him, like, five seconds ago, and he's like, oh, yeah, my dad beat me and my mom, and yeah. I punched him out. <laughs> and my dad's the first one I knocked out. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm assuming this Tommy Morrison guy must be from Oklahoma, which is why they wrote him in so, such a way. Because they, they're trying to, like, play this, like, salt of the earth 
yeah. uh, like corn-fed Oklahoma boy, Oki boy, and uh, I don't know if that's just like a substitute for any real character, but it just did not work for me. And I feel like, again, if they had somebody on the caliber of Michael B. Jordan of 1990, uh, this movie would have worked a lot better, because I never gave a flying fuck about Tommy Gunn. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just hate to say it, because, like, I like that Rocky loved him, but, like, even when Rocky's like, I loved you like a brother, I'm like, really? This guy? <laughs> that guy sucks. He's derpy as hell. He's got a weird mouth. I don't know if you've noticed. It looks I like did not notice His mouth that. always looks like he just got punched in the mouth, which maybe he did, but his lips are all, like, swollen all the time, uh, and it just looks like, oh, yeah, you're just, yeah, I guess so, but... I think the Oklahoma thing could have worked, I mean, if because... Because it is all at least about it's a, the hustle, and it's all like if he came into this as some wide-eyed kid who just wanted to be trained by Rocky and didn't was not street smart and was not whatever. Like I could buy that, like how he's swayed by the flashiness of Duke and by his own sort of. I mean, he's clearly very upset that they keep calling him Rocky's puppet. He wants to get out from underneath his shadow. Like I could see that, but I I I don't have a great argument, and I don't think it's that guy's fault. I mean, he's a boxer, not an actor. I, but I do feel like. It this movie does hinge on him working, and sadly, I can't really argue. Yeah, for and I think him. I, I know, and I think a stronger performer and maybe a stronger character when we did see him turn to the dark side to that lady's cleavage. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we would have felt that a little bit more, but because he was sort of just this blank slate, yeah, like I, he never there was never anything going on. He was saying words that obviously were put in front of him. But I just felt like there was never a like a living human being in that role. So that's that I feel like is the biggest failure of the movie. Uh, I mean, a you you're definitely convincing me on a lot of things on the final fight in particular that it was a cool fight. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I can't help but my heart race a little bit when those horns come up and Rocky gets up ready to beat some ass for one last time. That was pretty and great. And I and I got a little verklempt at the end of the in the end credits with a sort of middling Elton John song, but a. Uh, <laughs> Not his best work, but it's an Alan John song playing, and it's uh, basically freeze frames from literally the entire movie or the entire Her series, series uh, including <laughs> including inexplicably clips from the movie we just watched. Yeah. But it was just like a here's the entire book, and we're gonna close it now. Yeah, um, which and there was something kind of like. special yeah. about that. I, I like that it is the sort of final chapter, and it's like okay, here's the end of the story, and and even the fact that he says one more round when he gets up, like that. It's just short of sending chills <clears throat> down, not down my spine, but maybe on my arms. Yeah, um, chill bumps. But yeah, but it was Goose like, flesh. It, th- when he says one more round, because you know that, I mean, obviously they went on to make more movies, but at that time, this was the final, and we talked about this a little bit, like I do feel like Rocky 1 through 5 is the series, and then everything after that is like a new thing that builds upon the original series. But like, when he gets up, you know he's getting up for one last time. And you can't help but be on Rocky's side of like, you know what, let's do this. Let's destroy yeah. this guy. Let's let's win. Let's win this with our heart one last time. And I, I think this movie has a lot of that heart in it. There's another great scene where it's sort of the, the Judas scene, the betrayal scene of Rocky's watching the fight on television. He's oh, not even right. there. And they're in the basement and he's like... He's so excited for Tommy to win. It's a title fight. He's so excited for him, and he wants him to win. Already, Polly knows that Tommy's a, a douche. Um, Adrian knows that Tommy's horrible. Junior knows that Tommy is a jerk, besides the fact that he took his room. He just knows he's a bad guy. But Rocky is still on his side. He wants him to win, and he wants this 
this he <clears throat> wants this kid to be him and he wants to be able to be Mickey which he's not Mickey and I think that's another kind of beautiful thing about this movie he tells people I'm not a manager I'm not a commercial guy I'm not a whatever I'm just a fighter and people try and put him into these other roles of no be a manager be this be that be my manager and he does his best but ultimately he's not Mickey and Tommy's not Rocky like the only reason that Rocky worked is because Rocky had heart and he had Mickey and I think that that's really sad and kind of beautiful. Like, still, he ends the movie fighting. He doesn't end the movie as a great manager. He's like, you know what? Yeah, all I can do is fight. And he fights at the end. But my point, the scene <laughs> was so... That is another scene that kind of gets me because Rocky is so on Team Tommy. And I think the editing oh, in sure. that scene is really good, I too. Was about to, I was about to actually bring that up. That was the first scene. Like, the movie's going along, and I'm being vaguely entertained because it is a Rocky movie, and I love Rocky. And there's a lot of weird non-sequiturs in the movie that made me giggle. <laughs> but at that point, that was the first time I got that Rocky feeling in my gut. That, like, fuck yeah feeling in my yeah. gut. Where he it's, it's cross-cutting him punching the bag... And him, like, kind of, like, coaching Tommy through the TV yeah. in a way. And then Tommy in the ring. Um, that was, that editing was spot on. Was that was, awesome. like, that was a really, really well done moment. And it really surprised me. And I think that maybe at that point in the movie, for an audience seeing it for the first time, not knowing where it was going, might have been like, oh, Rocky's probably going to fight him in the ring in one last match. Obviously, that didn't happen. And maybe that was, again, a case of expectation versus reality that didn't work out for the viewing public. Mm -hmm. But uh, that moment was really, really cool. From a directing perspective, from an editing perspective, yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Um, and that made me want to see... And certainly after seeing that and seeing that, like, you know, Rocky punching the bag, just almost out of instinct, just out of... Yeah. That's what... Because you're, as you're saying, that's what he knew how to do. I feel like... Like, oh, hell yeah, he's got another fight in him. Yeah. That's the moment where you realize that Rocky, the Rocky we all know and love is still in there. Because we have kind of seen this, like, kind of pathetic Rocky for the entire movie, which we've sure. never seen. Which yeah. is cool to see another side of him, but that was, like, when, that was the first time I got my, like, my heartbeat racing and my blood going. Yeah. Um, sadly, it's <laughs> well into Act 3 of the, of the movie, <laughs> but, uh, but it was pretty, it was very cool. That moment of, uh, you know, I've seen it a million times now, but that moment where... They build it up, and he's like, I just want to thank one person who's been like an angel on my shoulder. Oh, which, yeah. Which they, Where he literally says the thing that Rocky says that he is to him, and yeah. then he says the and other And then guy. he says, uh, and, and, and everybody is like with bated breath, like, oh, good. Here's the moment where Rocky gets some validation. Like, here's mm -hmm. the moment where our husband or father or brother-in-law whatever will feel good because everybody feels bad for Rocky at this point. And everybody's waiting, and Rocky is like, got this big smile on his face. Like, here it comes. He's going to thank me. And he doesn't, and he's, he thanks Duke. And, and you see everybody deflate. And, I mean, it, it, is, <laughs> a, the, it is on the nose because then even the, like, the crowd is like, well, that was a surprise. I thought he was going to say Rocky. Yeah, but, and the crowd completely turns on him and starts chanting Rocky. Yeah. Uh, the crowd in, in the auditorium in the film. Yeah, but I, I love that moment. I love that scene. It's that, you're right. I mean, that's basically the scene before the fight. So it's pretty late in the game, but I do love that those moments. I, I do feel like your passion has sort of won me over. I've never met anybody who, more passionate about this movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I've surprised myself, actually. I'm a pretty, as you know, I'm a pretty reserved, low-key I know, guy, I've never seen you get this worked up over anything. I know, and it, surprisingly that it is Rocky Five, but I think it is. <laughs> That's the hill you're, you're going to die on for some reason. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, uh, Rocky thought Mark Twain was a painter. 
Oh yeah, his. Little... Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of just malapropisms and such. <laughs> yeah, um, trying to find uh, another one. I thought I had more written down, but that was the one that really struck me. Also, I love the boxing journalists in this movie. Oh my! They gosh. are so fiery. Yeah, they are fierce. Dare I say? They are yelling at Rocky, forcing him to make to try to make decisions that he's unwilling to make. Especially at the beginning, that one uh, boxing reporter is basically telling Rocky like. Tell him yes. Take the fight. When Rocky is clearly like, no, I'm retiring, dipshit. Yeah. But the guy is, you know. He's like, we need to know now. We, we need to know now because that guy wants the scoop even though like, everybody there has Even though there's scoop. like 100,000 other reporters there. And then at the end when Tommy finally wins the wins the match, those reporters take him to task. Man, they are savage. They are really savage. We could use some of that in the uh, White House press corps. I know, seriously. I'm like, yeah, there's some reporters with guts. Yeah. They're pressing him on issues. But I just thought I'd bring that up. But I do feel... You know, having watched it again after a long time, the final fight is weird. I'm sure. not gonna. I'm not. I mean, I feel like even you can agree with that. That it's a. It's a weird. It's a weird I don't sort think of mix weird. of things. I don't think it's weird. I think that it. What makes it seem a little bit odd, even for me wanting a street fight, is maybe like a spin move or two that he does. Like I don't think it goes into the realm of karate or or not exactly or no. like WWE or WWF even. But <laughs> but I think that. There's a couple moves where he like spins, and again, I think it's to, to sort of like ground or really hammer home. That it's he's a, a it's a different fighter. kind of it's a yeah. Different kind of this fight. isn't like he's two guys in a ring. Dirty. Yeah, and and that makes it different. But I mean, I just mean even like the frame rate that they're shooting Rocky Junior is like a different frame rate than the rest of it. It's almost like dreamlike at certain points, or almost I like, like that nightmare. Part. That's when the I think that's the point that I thought it felt operatic was when like Rocky's yelling at him and he's at a different. Frame rate and uh, I mean, Adrian, Adrian shows up. Yeah, Adrian Adrian's shows up and she's in like slow mo and she's like, I don't remember what she says at this point, but I think it's, she's just like, Rocky. it's like, uh, like basically psychedelic. I mean, yeah. it, it felt like an acid trip, like a bad trip. So that is certainly one way to go with the ending, but I feel like your uh, the only way has sort of won me over. There's another thing I'd like to say in terms of like maybe why this movie appeals to me okay. and has appealed to me since I was a child. I identify a lot with, I think, this kid in that he kind of, uh, he's into art. He ends up getting into fights, but originally is like, no, that's not for me. And he has dark hair. Right, right. No, I can see all of that. I mean, he drew, <laughs> he drew. We both are artists, so he uh, liked to draw ladies with... Large bosoms, which I know I did as soon as I learned to draw a lady. That was the first thing I went to. And his was, dad was cool about it. And his dad was cool about it. And I'm sure my dad would have been cool about it had he <laughs> had he seen any of them. Well, Sebastian, that was Rocky Five. That was Rocky Five. I, I feel like you really did describe to me why, why it's great. I felt like I, when we were talking about Rocky Five, I felt like we were talking about Rocky One. Just <laughs> that's how good you made that movie sound. Yes. So well played. I battled with my heart. You, uh, your heart's on fire, you could say. <laughs> um, and I've never seen it on fire like that before. But I'm sure we'll see it like that again. So what do you think? Is Rocky an unsung classic? Or only in America would such a piece of crap get made? If given the chance, would you go for it? Or if Rocky touched you, would you sue? Let us know what you think. You can email us. Uh, yeah, email us at hwigpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hop over to Twitter or Instagram, where you can find us at HWIG Podcast. Post your pictures, post your questions, interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And in fact, uh, one thing we'd like to do on the show is if you have an idea for a show, if there's something you hate, 
Uh, let us know about it. Yeah, let us know what you're most vitrolic about. We will cover anything. We like to have fun. We like to talk with you. So please join the conversation. Mostly about Rocky Five. Go for it. Go for it, guys. But we'll see you next week on Here's Why It's Great. In the ring, in the ring, Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring. Let's get out of here. My ring's outside.